Larissa Faber was born in Romania, grew up in Luxembourg and trained in the UK. She's a multifaceted artist working as an actress in film, television and theatre. Her work includes drama, TV series, classical and contemporary plays across Europe and she works in five languages. Larissa, thank you for joining me today. Papercut, which is actually in its final runs in, in Luxembourg Theatre, it's in the Mercer Kulturhaus. Yes. This play was inspired by an actual sort of Luxembourg scandal from 2015. Yes, that's right. It was a teacher in one of the schools in Echternach who involuntarily became a whistleblower. Can you explain a little bit the circumstances of that scandal? Yes, so in, in 2015, a group of teachers from uh, Lycée Classique d'Echternach were accused of leaking exam papers, questions and answers. So these are the sort of tests that um, pupils in the Luxembourg school system take in primary school, in their last year of primary school. And then based on those tests, they're being evaluated as to sort of which path to continue on for for secondary education. And that was sort of the the accusation leveled at them. But it's interesting that you ask because I sort of feel like it's very intricate and kind of muddy and not really clear what happened if you just look in terms of the the, the newspaper articles and sort Mm of how it was communicated. You don't really really know what happened, but essentially something uncouth happened and these teachers did something that they shouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. And what drew you specifically to this story? It's a personal connection, essentially, because I I know one of the teachers and Mm -hmm. she was my drama teacher at that particular school, so I attended. I know her to be an, an extremely committed person, someone who really, I mean, has not only shaped me, I think has shaped quite a few people who are now working in the arts. And then the way um, uh, sort of she was maybe portrayed or her actions were portrayed kind of jarred with me. And I and I thought, what's, well, what's going on? And I essentially got in touch with her. Mm. I remember the story in the newspaper. And I think as an international person coming to Luxembourg and kids going through the local school system, it is very interesting because at the end of primary, children are tested and then they're streamed into different different types of learning that basically sets the path for the rest of their life. Yes. Now, I can tell you one um, meeting I went to the Ministry of Education back in probably 1996 and it was an open town hall meeting and we were there were a lot of international people there and we were sort of questioning, you know, the pressure that was being put on the children. And the Ministry of Education at the time said, um, you came here to work in our country. You know, you can't all expect your children to go off to university. Yeah. You know, they didn't know yeah. anything about us. And it's basically as if, well, you know, you're, ch- you're foreigners. Don't expect your children to be going into Lycée Classique. Well, that's the thing. So then you wonder, well, what is happening if they see the names on the class papers yeah so that's the story piqued my interest then it's very interesting that you mentioned that because um the show deals with this question of privilege and it's one of the things that a- attracted me to this mm. whole thing because um so for people who, who don't know in the luxembourgish school system the uh, classic path I-, I don't know if it's still the same now as it used to be but anyway it is sort of upheld as being the great thing to do mm-hmm. it's sort of really that's the path to university and that's the 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 the, the, the worthwhile path and then you have lycée technique which is sort of yeah all right um but it's it's kind of looked down upon mm-hmm. and it's sort of it's not um valued equally as in two 
different skill sets, but sort of one is the pinnacle and the other one is for, for all the other ones. And, and there is a, a, a divide based on class and based on um, background. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and broadly speaking, if you look at who is attending Lycée Classique and who's attending Lycée Technique, you sort of have a, a divide based on um, languages and maybe you have more children of immigrant origin in Lycée Technique. And, the, and this, a similar story actually happened to me because when I was doing these tests at the end of the, so it's six years of primary school. Um, and uh, they said, well, you go technique because I'm I'm originally from Romania and they were mm. like your German isn't good enough and my mum really fought it mm-hmm. and she said that's that's not how it's going to be yeah <laughs> and and um, and I ended up in in Lycée Classique but it was also fueled by that mentality because you know you 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 want to you know if you if you come to this country you know I mean every immigrant um a child and parent knows that you you come to another country to do better mm. and you maybe expect a lot of your children as well and you you want to want the best for them and if in if classic is supposed to be the best then that's what you mm. what you want for them and and it's sort of so that that's why it's also something that the person this this play is inspired by repeatedly said she didn't want that privilege mm-hmm. by having those sort of because essentially these they were given these exam questions and answers ahead of time and she said essentially I was now in a position of privilege where and her child she had a child at that time writing those exams and she said if I wanted to I could have benefited from it mm-hmm. and there are hundreds of us mm-hmm. hundreds of teachers in that position and and she said you're, you're you, you know if you think that no one would make use of those questions you're just deluding yourself because that was sort of what was vehiculated afterwards you know that well you know you're a teacher and you're supposed to be upright so you know even if they were sent out in advance um you weren't supposed to look at them which is just i mean yeah, it's not nonsense. how, how new, human nature works just crap what what kind of reaction are you hoping from your audience when they watch your play i i just hope that they'll be entertained mm-hmm. essentially whatever that means for them whether that's having a good time whether that it makes them think um, whether they're moved, whether they make a personal connection, it, you know, it's that's sort of the main, the, the main thing for me. But the, right. but then I sort of let go of the audience, to be honest, because I, I'm I'm actually I'm re- really it's a, it's maybe an, an odd thing to say, but I'm really proud of this work. I, I I feel like I've I've been able to tell what I wanted to tell in the way that I wanted to tell it. But that's that's as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. Well, how difficult was it for you to draw on a local topic? I mean, was that more difficult than then just having an idea for a play? It was because the person that it's based on is still alive and she is still suffering the consequences, especially emotionally, financially too, but especially emotionally. Yeah. So it was a real toll on her mental health. Right. And then also because initially I didn't, you know, when I started pitching the projects to different venues, I didn't, you know, I mean, I had a concept, but it wasn't set in stone. So it, I guess it could have been more documentary theatre, which it isn't at all now. Mm-hmm. And as I was pitching it, actually, uh, it was related to me that one of the, the main players in this whole thing said that um, if I was to mention them, they would sue me. And this is not the first time that something like this has sort of that I've been in a situation like mm-hmm. that with a play that I've written. Because I, I wrote an, another play based on a rumour that uh, about uh, an abuse that happened in a, in a care home in Luxembourg. Right. And there was a very strong pushback from sort of establishment. So you, yeah. Yeah, you take that all on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you were creating the piece, it could have been a 
documentary type piece. Did you start off trying to do that and feel this isn't quite right? This isn't what I want it to be. And did you rework? Yes. Um, I mean, I, 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 it took me a very long time and I was, you know, really despairing. Uh-huh. I, I thought this would be the end of me. Um, and, and I wrote so many drafts, but eventually I just chucked all of that away because, you, you know, there were so many intricate things of who said what, when, and yeah. who kind of made a phone call or an email. And it's just, it, it just didn't work yeah. narratively. Yeah. So it, for me, the, the story started working when I threw all of that away and I focused on sort of maybe the, the, the consequences and maybe more like bigger questions rather than the detailed account of it. And the fact that this woman's story had never been told, was that a trigger for you? Because you've done it in a sort of talk show yes. format, which yes. is similar to a radio interview in many ways. Yeah. But was the fact that her story hadn't been told, was that a trigger that took you to this type of yes. presentation? Absolutely. That and the fact that she, so a big part of her identity was running this sort of drama club at that school. So it, there was already an element of performance and theatre right. in her life anyway. Yeah. The, the, the topic is quite but traumatic for the person that was involved, for the woman yes. that was involved. Did you manage to bring elements of, of lightness to the performance? Do you feel you've got a balance there? What can audiences expect? The setup is really a talk show. So so that's sort of what you can expect walking in. There are like, you know, musical numbers and little videos and, and um, little segments of certain, you know, things that are yeah not, not necessarily, you know, naturalistic. Um, so I hope I hope people will have a good time, essentially. And why did you choose to write in English? Yeah, well, I felt that this topic was relevant to more than one linguistic community. So um, I felt that it was relevant for people who were Luxembourg, who are Luxembourgish, Luxembourgish speakers and, you know, maybe, you know, are familiar with the system. Mm-hmm. But also maybe for people who uh, don't speak Luxembourgish but might have children in the mm-hmm. Luxembourgish school system. So I felt it was relevant for all of them. And also it... it I think it also gave me a certain another distance sort of from the the, the, the real material. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that there has been have been changes in the cultural scene in Luxembourg? Huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say I really can't speak for the whole scene just for theatre, actually. Right. But I feel like any and, and, and film and TV, too. But there, there have been huge changes, especially with theatre. I feel like now um, a, a whole, you know, more local playwrights are being commissioned mm-hmm. to and maybe that was the case before and I didn't know I don't know but I, I really feel that there is there is a sort of a generation of, of playwrights from Luxembourg or who I, are writing now for the stage I feel that there are people um, who are well known within the scene who are actually very conscious of drawing other young people up with them mm. and giving them a stage so there seems to be a bit of a, a network and a movement within it that that's very positive I, yeah. I think yeah um but again I always wonder is that because there's more being done in English that is more accessible to me I agree and I mean it is really also a credit to the current minister of culture and yeah because I mean they're really case. doing um really really great work and 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 just you know, in terms of the, the the playwrights, I feel like that's actually a really important development because while it's it's certainly um, you know enriching to have all of these um, European co-productions and plays from abroad come in, I think that's I, I remember this this what was it Ivo van Hove or Antigone yeah. or something I saw for five euros at Grand Théâtre and then a friend of mine saw it for like thirty five pounds at the Barbican. Well, I have a funny similar story. My brother phoned me once about a performance he was about to book 
tickets for at the Barbican. And, and he said, I've just looked, they're coming to Luxembourg and I can get a flight and the ticket to Luxembourg. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shall we go together? <laughs> and he flew over, we went to the theatre and he flew home the next day. Oh, that's wonderful. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, I think it was Julius Caesar we went to see. Oh, where, right. Oh, my God, that was ages was ago. Ages, yeah, I that's how, see that too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we have those moments, but it makes you appreciate it so much, you know, so much more when other people so are much. like, what? I mean, and it um, also says a lot about theatre in the UK and, and how it, it does. accessible it is to a certain, but that's a different that's conversation. A, oh, that's another but, day. Uh, but, you know, for, for, for playwrights, I feel like, um, and that's something very Luxembourgish in a way that maybe it's because the country is so small, it's easier to sort of look at stuff from abroad you know, and sort of everything is used a little, so often stuff is used as a metaphor. You take a, a a play from abroad and you go like, yes, it's a metaphor for, I don't know, the housing market. But then it's something else to write plays about stuff that is actually happening mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And, and that is actually sort of maybe, yeah, uh, worth having a discussion on. Yeah, absolutely. I think we have the, in, in, in essence, I think we have the advantage of the Grand Theatre and, and plays coming through, you know, and you, you have these international productions coming through and they're there for three or four days and we have a plethora of, yeah. of performances um, coming through. But I do feel that there's more emphasis being put on local uh, productions and, you know, people coming from back from abroad, having been abroad and coming yeah. back and producing in, in Luxembourg. Yeah. Um, the, the, there is a good network happening there. So it's, it's nice to see it happening and uh, nice to support it as well when it does. So we have one more performance on in on Saturday night at uh, Mesha Kulturhaus. Yes. And people can get tickets for it then. Larissa, thank you so much for joining us. If thank you have you. other productions in the future, you know where we are and yes. we'll have you back on um, thank you. to talk about them and we'll, we'll keep in touch. Thank you so much. Thank you.